Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Most most sad, most sad, uh, Gerard. Yeah, yeah. Max Max went back to school. Coach Thorpe really? had his, his his main man right. with him for the right. what last week or two, last two weeks, I think he's been with. Oh, him. he's been almost three. I mean, I was with them in Dominican Republic for a week, and then we graduated right. in right. Tallahassee and LA, and That's two right. weeks here. And and my daughter starts her senior year uh, today. Was is her first day? I texted her this morning. Um, you know, life gets on. My wife and I are happy. We're happy in Pianesters, but uh, uh, it is. We watched Swingers on Friday night. Ooh. I don't know what night with my son. And um, I mean, I remember watching that movie when I was pretty much their age <laughs> on the show. And so we could easily be their dads now. So it's just a reminder. We're getting old in the tooth, my guy. Uh, yes, but you're enjoying yourself. You're having some fun when you see them, um, you yeah. know, and it, and, you know, and I know you, like you, all of these moments with them, Max and or Rachel, but more Max recently because Rachel's been in school. Right. And you cherish them. I know. And you you hold on to them tight like a big papa bear, right? Because you're like, you know, how many of them are there? Gonna, you're already thinking, how many more do I have left, right? I, I no, this is, back in your head. Yeah. Yeah. They both could be, they, they have, Max has an option. He can play another year after this if he wants, or they, he can go get another master somewhere else, or he can take a job somewhere. My daughter, um, could take a job. In fact, I'm, I just told her yesterday I'm going to fly her and her mom as a great graduation present to New York, I think, in January, even though she won't graduate until April, because she might get a job a day after she graduates. She might be going to work full time. Mm-hmm. And I want to take one final trip, at least with her mom. I'll be busy with the NBA. So, yeah, it happens quickly. But I will say this. My son could have stayed a few more days, uh, but he has a life in Tallahassee. That's his, that's his home now. Mm-hmm. And he's moving to a new place. He just texted me. He needs to get Wi-Fi and helping <laughs> his roommates check in and whatever and, and move in. You know, his, his job is not to keep us happy. His mm-hmm. job is to go live his life, We, you know, and uh, we'll be just fine. That's what I, my wife and I, we always high five when they leave. Like, <laughs> we're very lucky. I mean, we know how lucky we are, but um, still, yeah. I, I, 40 years ago, I started college myself. It would have been, it's hard yeah. to swallow that number 40 <laughs> fucking years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's man. a challenge, my man. It's not easy. Not easy. Uh, Ferris Bueller said it, I believe. Life comes at you fast, right? I mean, that's just, <laughs> just oh, how yeah. it goes. <laughs> I still, I don't feel eighteen anymore, but I mean, I feel in my twenties until I move anyway, <laughs> or look in the mirror, which I, I try to avoid the mirror as much as I can. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we got basketball coming up here. We do uh, have five, basketball coming yeah, Friday. Um, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Team USA. We'll get to them a little bit later. Uh, before yeah. we we jump into that. We are going to do some Ask Coach Thorpe questions because that is yeah. what we do here. So, got a great question from listener Brett. Uh, he comes from a non-Euro stepping generation. He was very clear to put that to put that out there, which I thought was funny. And he's like, "I'm curious what Coach Thorpe te- does to teach defense technique for the Euro step. More specifically, how do you slow down a player like Shea Gilgis Alexander's Euro step to get to his mid-range jumper and his to the rim game? That's pretty. I mean." Pray is probably the first thing you tell them, right? Because it's fucking SGA and he's really good. But what do you teach them, David? <laughs> so you, you have to look at it from a bigger picture point of view. It's really a great question. The, the job of a defender uh, is to make the offensive player take a shot that's less likely to go in than he might otherwise take. And so Eurostep can be the better option uh, compared to, like, for example, let's say you've got a guy that does not finish well with his left hand and he's going left. Well, if you let him Euro to the right, 
well, he gets to finish with the hand that he wants to finish with in the first place. So that would be a mistake by the defense. So the, we teach, among other things, starting with, uh, don't get them straight line to the rim. Make them deal with you, especially if you're there to take a charge or whatever. Uh, also, don't let him finish the way he wants to finish, which would be right hand for a right-handed finisher, a better right-handed finisher, left hand for a left-hand finisher. Make them do something different. The Eurostep is can be very challenging. It, it frequently, almost always, actually requires a deceleration to avoid the charge, which is what they're stepping around. Well, that deceleration allows a little more time for the helpers to come to make a play on the ball. And so that's a factor. So I don't mind forcing Eurostep sometimes, depending on who I'm dealing with. Uh, SGA, then you're talking about the best driver in the league right now. They're probably the best in the world. Who's got size, athleticism, craft, and all of that. Um, so what you want to do with someone like that is kind of keep him guessing. Don't don't let him dictate to you, whereas offensively he wants to dictate. In other words, I'm going to force the defender to do X and I'm going to do Y. I'm going to show and go. That's what we always talk about in our gym, show and go. Could be go same direction. Could be go opposite direction. We want to flip that defensively. Is Let me see if I can make him do something. I just literally, you'll see it. I, I said it to the group that you're in. Yep. Um, where Tyrese Halliburton in a, in a game the other night kind of stunted at the two-on-one break guy and forced him into a Euro right to where Tyrese was, and Tyrese stripped him. So that's what you want to do defensively is, is, is see if you can't force the offensive player into doing something uh, that you know is coming, and then you may be more prepared to make a play down low or up high, depending on how tall and athletic and long you are. Uh, you, you, you don't want to be just um, reactive, though, because then you're, you're screwed against – High level score. If you're just reaction to them, you you got to try to dictate some. Yep, that's easier said than done. But <laughs> yeah. that's why we practice and study tape. Exactly, and you know you got to work on the defensive end of the game of the, of the court as much as you do on on the offensive side. It is half the game. Uh, next question comes from Raymond from the Canary Islands in Spain. Look at that, David. We have listeners all over the world. We do. Um, so he wanted to ask you about the arrival of uh, NBA veterans to Europe: Sterling Brown, the Kaminsky, uh, Frank Kaminsky, the Hernan Gomez brothers, Jabari Parker, Kemba, etc. Um, he says most of them weren't expecting a guaranteed contract anytime soon, but I wonder if it might have to do with Damian Lillard's statement about how rejuvenated the league is nowadays. What do you think? I don't remember seeing Dame say that. Um, <laughs> I would love to go visit the Canary Islands. Who <laughs> wouldn't? Happy to speak there. Um, so I think, first of all, in most cases, those European players would stay in the NBA if they could. Mm-hmm. But not always. There are plenty of players that, for the money they make overseas, they go to be home. Some of these guys have kids mm-hmm. and their moms and dads and aunts and uncles and siblings live in their home country mm-hmm. or, or over there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in Spain, it's pretty easy to get around to other countries. As, as It's like traveling around the States yep, here. For sure. Uh, Georgia, Arkansas, Ellis, to Louisiana, whatever. So it just makes it easier for a family guy. Um, and, and, some, and they like also to be rock stars. They're role players here. Mm-hmm. All those guys could go to the mall and tell me what. Nobody knows who they are. Right. They just know they're a tall dude. Mm-hmm. But but in the Euro League or in Euro Cup action, they could be one of the better players on their team. Yep. So that's a factor too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we're we're it's the best league in the world, and more players than ever uh, are bubbling up into that conversation of yeah. being an NBA player. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's, 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 we're very deep. The league is very deep. I think that's the best way to look at it because one of the things you, I always you know, think about is 
that, you know, especially people like Rick Barry, who's a known hater, right? Who loves to say that, man, these guys, like, guys in my day, blah, 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 so much better, all this crap, right? But what I think is clearly evident is that the average NBA starter in today's NBA, far better than the average NBA starter in Rick Barry's prime NBA, right? And so as that talent level continues to bubble up baseline, it's just harder, man. Like, there's just too many good people. So if you don't have multiple skills, how are you going to stick? So a couple of things. I saw the Rick Barry interview. Uh, it makes me sad in part because uh, I like his sons, two of them. I know a couple of them. Uh, my dad's dad, my papa, who's been dead 40 years now, in December will be 40 years. He died in 83. I was a freshman in college. Uh, he, he had seen tickets. He was a dentist mm-hmm. in Miami Beach after the war, after World War II. And, and he, would, he would see Rick Barry play. And he was a big Rick Barry fan. My papa would not be saying the things that he, yeah, he'd been a long time, but it's a very bright, big, big thinker. He would not be talking the way Rick Barry talks, sadly. Uh, but on that exact subject, when I watched him, uh, I understand what people like him are saying, where they feel like, you know, they people can just focus on this job and that's mm-hmm. it. And they don't have to get a second job. And uh, but and maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe some of those guys would have the work ethic. Mm-hmm that's required to master some skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Rick Barry is one, one of them, of them. Yep. but, but there's no reason to, we don't know that those great players from the sixties and seventies would be willing to put in the time that it takes to excel now in the weight room. Mm-hmm. I know they didn't have weight rooms the same, but that's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players now don't put that work in and don't bubble up into it. Uh, uh, there are players who didn't make the league probably back then, that would make it now because that that they could do. They would be willing to put in the work. Mm. Something else was going on with right. them. They didn't get a chance or whatever. Uh, but yeah, we don't know how they right. how they'd react in today's climate. Um, I know last week, last two weeks, the latest I've started a workout is eight a.m. The last two weeks, the latest I've started is eight o'clock in the morning. That's not early, right? But I know plenty of people in the summertime. <laughs> yep, have no interest in doing that. Right. And maybe and maybe Rick Barry, a lot of his teammates would be those guys that that they would they don't want to be so focused on the details and watch what they eat right. and not smoke cigarettes and right. all, and I don't know, I don't know. Those are all important aspects to a personality that that make the NBA players who they are now. Absolutely, way more to it than just you know these guys fly commercial and blah, I mean fly charter planes and all that. Way way more to it than that. Um, last question comes from a listener, John. Um, he understands the brilliance of Nikola Jokic, but he wants to know where does Michael Malone stand on the list of best coaches in the NBA? I've never been his biggest fan. True. Um, I was also never a hater. Uh, it clearly was good. I mean, I think he probably ranks very high. It, uh, I, I, I thought he was a panicker, and I thought that he made a mistake. And uh, getting rid of Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant from rotation. And I was wrong. He clearly knew what he was doing. Swept the Lakers and beat the Heat on five. Yeah, which pretty much swept the Heat, yeah. too. I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, right. They lost one game. So they won eight of the last nine games against solid opponents. Yeah, and sure, he got lucky in a couple of cases. But luck is always part of it. Sure. Or often part of it. Um, I know from inside the Nuggets organization that it's a well-run group. Team-wise, forget about Calvin Booth, who I like too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the team is prepared. They're, they're, they scout well. They execute well. 
Uh, they have allowed Jokic to reach his potential. It isn't just a one-way street. You have to be you have to be in that river that's flowing. You can't just be super talented and not and be in a bad polluted river and make and reach your potential. Right. And so I think Mike deserves credit for all that. Not solely, but plenty of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have to think. I don't have to be your biggest fan to recognize mm-hmm. he's one of the better coaches. I, you know, he's no he's not in Spo's world right now. But I'm not naive enough to say that he can't be, he can't be one day considered the best coach in the league. Mm-hmm. He he might have won two or three in a row if it wasn't for injuries. injuries yeah, that's how good Jokic is. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they do this year. But uh, he's definitely he's definitely on the higher level. You know, top 10 or so, I'd put him in right now. And look, and to be fair, who you have on your team matters, right? Like, I mean, Pop said it all the time. Pop, what was your transformation in coaching? We drafted Tim Duncan, right? Like, I mean, it's you, good players help you. Now, you have to be willing to give them the royal jelly, all the things they need to develop and turn into who they are, but you can't do it with nobody, right? You you have to be a two-way street. Tim Duncan... Tim Duncan would not have been that player he was if Sam Mitchell was his coach the whole time. That's true. I'm just saying. It's not just Sam Mitchell. There's a whole bunch of them. Maybe Stan Van Gundy mm. would be bad for him. I, you, you, I, I, there are some guys, there are some players who just react best to some coaches and not as well to others. I don't know Tim Duncan. I know that it was a perfect marriage, and it wasn't just Tim Duncan raising the Spurs. The Spurs had a share in it, for sure. And uh, uh, and so, yeah, Jokic has helped Mike Malone tremendously. But how do we argue what Malone's done for him? Because yeah. you can't. He's done a great job for him. And, and in the Nuggets organization, right? I mean, this guy was a second-round draft pick and was chubby, right? And so <laughs> if anybody says they saw multiple M- – no, lies. You didn't see that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, not you. I mean, I meant those guys. Like, then. Well, he was already a, fr- he was already a first-team All-NBA player. No, no, no. I, I meant when they drafted the him. When they drafted him. When, you, yeah. when he was – Right, right. No, no one yeah. saw that when he – No one saw it. Come on. No. Definitely not, 100 not. But you had to put him in the environment to see what could happen. And a couple of players said, like his first summer league, they were like, and and Malone said this, wow, some of these passes this guy makes. So they so they knew that they're like he sees the game and thinks the game on a level that we've never seen before. If we can figure out this yeah. body part, I think we'll be fine. And well, they figured out the body part. You, you, so you saw that Tony Parker said Dirk was the best European of all time. I did see that. And during the, very cool. Mm-hmm. It, it meant a lot to Dirk to hear that from Tony, yeah, who's pretty, been really amazing and is the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But uh, Jokic is going to be that oh, guy. I mean, Jokic, right? I think, might already be that guy. Like, I, like right, I agree. The thing is... It, He's the best European. Maybe Sabonis, we didn't see him. Yep. So in their prime, yep. best NBA European of all the time. The problem we do these, like, best of whatever you end up, you're doing a resume comparison. And, well, he hasn't, and first of all, Jokic's already got two MVPs, so, I mean, whatever. Two, which none of them have, right? And an NBA title, which all, I mean, yes, Tony has four of them, but whatever, he has no league MVPs. But ultimately, when I'm just talking about in their peak, players who I've seen from Europe, and again, I didn't see Arvidas in his peak, so I don't know. I heard he was amazing. But of all those guys, I've seen them at their peak. It's Jokic. He's the best, and it ain't close to me. Yeah, He's really, really good. Yeah. I agree. But, you know, I that's, all, that's all we have these debates. It's fun. People people love having them. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back to talk Team USA. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys. Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? 
If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, David, Team USA wrapped up their exhibition schedule. Let's see, 4-0 or 5-0. Either way, they won all their games. They did not lose a game. Last night was interesting, though. They won on an 18-0 run or yesterday afternoon to beat Germany. They were down down big in that uh, game. Yeah, Late, a late mm-hmm. 18 Very late. Fourth quarter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I've said about this team and what we've said stands, right, which is because of the size of our country and, you know, where we are with the game, our depth is always going to be better than most other teams in the world, right? We may not have the best player on our team, right? See Slovenia with Luka Doncic, et cetera. But players 3 through 12, we're probably going to be better than most guys. And that is enough usually to mean you're a better, you have more talent. But in World Cup basketball or any kind of tournaments, this ain't a best of seven series. You got group play, okay, you advance out of that. But after that, it's single elimination. We got a bad shooting night or whatever happens, we're going to lose. And this team ain't great at shooting, number one. So that could definitely happen. Um, but what are things you're seeing from Team USA in the exhibition uh, round that you liked or didn't like? Well, first of all, to add to what your list was of, of advantages that we have, starting with our gigantic country. I mean, if we were doing state by state, there's no state that would win. Right. There's many countries that would be better than some of them. Florida, California, Texas, New York. They would all lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to everything else, uh, we also have a very experienced head coach. And, head and coach staff. staff. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. That's it. And staff. Right. Spolstra. I don't, who is Spolstra? Kerr, Spolstra, Lou, and Mark Few from Gonzaga. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, pretty, Mark's that's pretty good. So, so that matters. It matters when you get into the, the crunch time moments. And you'll see why I say that because you and I could do something fun in a minute. There's, you know, these teams are competing. Uh, you know, the great writer John Feinstein wrote a book about the Ryder Cup. And it's the best sporting book, sports book I've ever read. I want to count basketball. And these are the world's best golfers in the Ryder Cup. I think it was in the, in the 90s that I read it. He wrote it. Uh, and they all said way more nervous playing for their country than when they're playing on their own. Now, these guys are playing on a team as opposed to on their own. But... And I don't, I'm not saying they're just as nervous. I've not asked them. I've never even asked all the guys I've had, but I know it matters to a lot of them. Uh, not that our country deserves to, to be <laughs> beloved all the time, but they know it's an honor. All these players know it's an honor to play for Team USA. And uh, they also recognize the 92 team. And it's, that lineage now is a big deal. So um, there's pressure. And having a head coach that's well-respected, no, I just don't see much pushback to Steve Kerr. Not with what he's done. Or Spo. I mean, when I when I say right, when I say no pushback, I mean none. There'll be a conversation, which is how it should be. 
It's a big advantage. A lot of these national teams, their coaches come and go. Mm. Uh, and uh, and there's there's controversy sometimes in politics that where some guys aren't necessarily deserving and have not been in the kind of games. I mean, Kerr is just coach. Think about what are the advantages of playing in series mm-hmm. is he's had countless pressure games, countless closeout wins, c- countless not, not uh, lose and you're done. He's had some of those. But a whole bunch of really important up two one down two one as a player know, like, really as a player and as a head coach he's had them both right right I forgot about that right uh, so I think those things matter uh, the the first thing that jumped out at me there's a few things I've not studied them I'm gonna start focusing more now um, I I don't love our defense other than Jaron Jackson inside so I'm concerned about you know Mikael Bridges is one guy we don't have many Josh Hart. That's good. But we, you know, I've concerned about that because I don't think we're an amazing offensive team. I agree. Team. Um, I don't know how good of a shooting team we are. We've got some guys that can shoot, we, as you would expect, but it doesn't matter any one game situation. Uh, uh, we were talking today on our phone call. If we could add Travis, our editor, asked if we could add one player. My initial answer was Curry, just to give us one more brilliant shooter. And then I said, well, maybe it should be KD. How about both? How about both? We'll take them, we'll <laughs> take them both. <laughs> yeah, that, that really, it, it more than more than doubles your chances of, mm-hmm. of just having no bad shooting games when you had guys like that on your team. So that's a concern. Defense, shooting as always. Although I do think we can be a good shooting team. Um, I don't know what leadership we really have. Mm-hmm. Jared Jackson's young. Mm-hmm. He's been good. Anthony Edwards is 21. Right. Jalen Brunson. Turns 22. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson is absolutely deserving of being that guy. I'm a fan of his. He plays differently. I, I read uh, Smart Person today. You've, you've heard the term bully ball. We all talk about bully ball. He, she didn't, she did, her name's Kendall Cooper, didn't write this, but I was thinking he, he plays burrow ball. <laughs> he burrows into spots. That's my new thing from burrow ball. Let's see if catch, we'll catch that on if that goes viral. Because that's how he plays. He burrows through a spot and then reads the game. Um, so he's a good leader, but but we're, we're, you know he's never been in the conference finals. He's won a college championship right. or two, two, I think maybe. Yeah, two, right? So that matters. Um, that's not a, that's a tournament though, like this is. So that helps. But um, I don't like our uh, one more pass attitude right yeah. now. I don't think Tyrese is really get to him. gifted passer. Mm-hmm. Very obvious that he buys into that. Not always what you see in Indiana, even though he did get a lot of assists. He should. The ball's in his hands 90% of the time. But um, I don't think – I've seen too many plays where we made the shot, but my instinct was, ooh, that was the one more. That was the one more. That was the one more. And we're just young guys. We're not doing that enough. Yeah, yet. no. It, 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 you see it. And, I think, you know, one of the things we talk about, of course, always is the seeming advantage that a lot of the other uh, nations have as teams in terms of their system and how they play. Most of those guys, Simon Sands, the NBA stars, play together all the time, right, for the, for the national team. And they, there's a familiarity, and we talked about it on our show, tactics. They run plays and tactics, right? Not that we don't here, but, you know, learning the, the Cuisinart, that takes some time. And Kerr didn't implement the whole Cuisinart because there's not enough time to do all that. Not even Not, even not, not enough not time even to do that. But he's you can see there are, there are parts of that ball movement and player movement that he wants them to do. And in that game in Germany in particular, I saw a lot of that coach where it's like you needed the one extra pass here, you need you need the one extra cut. But guys just like instinctively, like I saw Brandon Ingram do a lot of this. Fuck, I'm just gonna take it and go. And it's like I get it, Bi, you're super gifted at scoring, but maybe there might have been another a better play here. 
Edwards did the same thing. Now, granted, he was making them, so it was good, but it's like, what happens when you're not making them? Then what? That's that's the other thing. Tough shot makers. He's one. Brunson's one. You know, I don't know. We have many others that you can expect to just really bail us out of possession. Austin Reeves got a chance. I doubt it'll be for this year. Cam Johnson, you know, not not going to do it. Just a catch and shoot guy. Um, Yeah. So Josh Hart, no. Mm -hmm. So it's a quality team. That could very well win the World Cup because I don't know if there's any great talents in the World Cup. Um, uh, this is not normal, right? right? Normally, it's going to be two years World Cup, a yeah. two year break. Yeah, it's because right? the COVID thing pushed uh, COVID thing. Yeah. COVID pushed uh, the 2020 games back a year, so that's why we're all we're right. backed up because we had EuroBasket last year, so we're a little bit out of sorts with with our scheduling. I will say, you know, look, Luca's playing for Slovenia, so and we know how that goes. Like that dude, he can control the whole game by himself, so. If he's hot and doing his thing, they could definitely lose to them because, you know, he's Luca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have some guys to put on him. I imagine we'll have some uh, uh, zones and doubles and stuff to make other people do it. But uh, we're also capable of just shooting badly, which is how we lose typically. It's, just, it's, it's not a series. Right. It's just it's a one tournament. Game. One game. That's uh, you mentioned yeah. Terry's Halliburton. I was watching some of the clips from Team USA scrimmages and practices. They had them mic'd up and, you know, in Indiana, you see this, but like I didn't see it as much. And it's interesting when these guys get together, David, in this format because they're with not that he's not with his peers on Indiana, but he's with other people who are at his level or higher, right? So it's a very different thing about well, who's the man? Who like the pecking order and all that sort of thing. And yeah. I just love his energy, his leadership, the way he's talking to the guys. Jared Jackson was talking to him. He's like, "What are you looking forward to? Oh, playing with Tyrese Halliburton. Why?" His superpower is passing. It's great. Like, you like see how, like, his eyes lit up. And it's this idea of, I mean, I think every player would tell you that, right? They, well, maybe not every player, but I think most players like an offense where everyone gets to touch and share the ball. I think it's it's more fun, right? And so a lot of the guys like playing with Tyrese, and he seems to be that kind of, like, leader guy. I remember in one of the scrimmages, there's a clip of him going, no, on next one, show here. And then, like, and he's really, like, getting his guys to do what he wants them to do. And I think, it's nice for a young man like him who has the potential to, in 2024, make the Olympic team and be, you know, part of that process. Exactly right. Yeah, I think that um, we need more guys like him. And we'll talk about uh, another subject for bringing about Tyrese and just that charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't want to play with a good passer? <laughs> like, no one. Nobody doesn't want to play with a good passer. It's great. It uplifts everybody. It raises all the boats. Mm-hmm. No, he, he's wonderful, and, and, and I, I enjoy him. Uh, we mentioned Anthony Edwards. Uh, Coach Kerr said something interesting uh, after the game. Yeah. He said, Anthony Edwards is the guy. And I said, oh. And listen, as you said, no pushback from Kerr, well-respected. Well, I'm, I'm Anthony Edwards, and I just heard four-time head coach champ, whatever, and but tell, say, I'm the guy? As a, as a player like Edwards, who doesn't need any more confidence because he has all the confidence in the world, that's going to make him feel a certain kind of way. And I want to talk about it in relation to what you and I talked about a few weeks ago, which was who can ramp themselves up and elevate based on their play this summer, like we saw last year with Laurie at Euro and all, all that sort of thing. Is Ant- and a lot of people are saying this, but this is why we have you here, because you are the smart basketball brain and tell people to calm down. Is Anthony Edwards, now that Steve Kerr says he's the guy, Let's say he's our leading scorer, whatever. Does that mean he now is a future superstar of the NBA, league MVP type guy, best player in the world, which very few people can get to that level? 
Not because of the MVP thing, but um, to me, to be that guy, uh, you're doing all the little things too. And that's where guys like Anthony and Tyrese, they're very young. Edwards turns 22 this year. Tyrese turns 24. Uh, I think maybe in 2024 he turns 24. I think he's, I think he's um, a 2000 baby. I think yeah, he's 23 now, but I think he turns 24. Yep, he's a 2000 baby. I'm yep. after he, he, he turns 24 in, yeah. in February. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So these are young guys, and so uh, how do they navigate screens defensively? How active are they on the defensive glass? How's their closeout chase game? Uh, how are they handling screens off the ball? How are they handling uh, a teammate really struggling? I, I think in Tyrese's case, he'll be great at that. There's a lot of these other factors that are involved with winning. And um, I think that Steve Kerr and Eric Spolster is coaching these guys up to do that, to do those things. In fact, I said off air, um, yeah, how excited is Spo to teach Paolo Vancaro <laughs> how to be more of a winner? Because that dude is super talented. I'm a huge fan. He's a big guy, very big gifted guy. passer, which I, I love about him when you can pass at that size. Uh, he likes to do it, but um, he's not a winning player yet. But he can learn to be. No reason to think he won't learn. And uh, I actually like the coaching staff for Orlando, but this is Eric Spolstra so, and Steve Kerr. So getting those guys, Edwards, and those guys to, to do all those little things mm-hmm. too um, – can, can definitely have an impact on them going into the 82-game season if they bring right. it, you know, more often, far more often. Because it's not just the scoring, right, David? And the thing about it is, like... No, it's not the scoring at all. as good as Edwards is as, as a scorer, he is not... He's not Steph Curry as a scorer. You know what I mean? He's not at that uber elite level as a scorer. He's very good. I mean, he's 21. He's 21. He could get better, for sure. Could get much better. But I think your point is correct about all the other little things. And maybe he could be. It's just, guys, like, that whole idea of, like, being the best player in the world, it's fucking hard, man. Like, really, really hard to be that guy. So so it's funny. You said that, um, uh, you know, what would that mean to knowing four-time champ Steve Kerr said he's the guy? Edwards, his unconscious is saying, uh, tell me something. <laughs> I already right know now. I'm the guy. <laughs> I've been the guy, Steve. Right? That's how he always played. But, and this is where coaching comes in, that conversation has to come about, okay, Mr. Edwards, here's what that means to be the guy, right? So let's cut to KD tape from his gold medals. Let's cut to Curry's world championships and NBA gold medals and I mean, NBA championships and so forth and so on. It's not just the bucket. It's the defense. It's, the, it's leading us when we don't score for three straight minutes, getting us a great shot, whatever, digging in on defense. That's what these guys have got to learn to do. And, and if, they, if they do, they can be nice complimentary players when, when our, when our <laughs> A team shows up. Is in Paris yeah, next year? Mm-hmm. They're coming to Paris, yeah. They're All right, so that's, that walks us right into this perfectly. So, okay, we have this current team that's here right now. And as David mentioned, Travis, our editor, said, oh, you know, if you could replace one player and put someone else on, who, who would it be? And David mentioned Steph or KD. He's like, I'll take both. How about we take both of them? And that's all well and good, right? And because the reality is that our 10 best players in the, in that are, you know, that are United States citizens who are eligible to play for us, all that. Now, there's a lot of funky stuff going on there. Joel Embiid can play for us, but I'm going to – we're not putting him in there because 
I would love him to see, see him play for Paris because I want him and Gobert and Wemby to be on the same team. That'll be hilarious. Um, so I'm just going to give you this right now, David. This is not even like position. I'm just going to go with the 10, t- the top 10 players in EPM that are USA born who could play for us in the Olympics. This is from last year's EPM. Dame, Jimmy, Kawhi, Steph, KD, LeBron, AD, Tatum, Kyrie, and Halliburton, who's already on this current team. Those are the 10 best American-born players in EPM last year. So you hear that list. What do you think? Uh, eight of those 10 are on my of course top 10 list. <laughs> of course they are. They have to be. Yeah. 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 Yep. You want to hear my you go starting, starting five? five? I did, I did mm-hmm. two groups. I don't know that I ranked them because they have their mm-hmm. yep, positions, yep. right? So my backcourt is Curry and Harden. And here's what I want to get to that. Uh, winning, so the, I wrote a business plan not too long ago, and and the kind of the theme of the business plan is how does this business solve problems? Well, that's what stars do too. Solve lots of problems. This game's about solving, yeah, we're trying to solve problems all the time. Our coaches are trying to do it, for, especially for our players. Uh, Harden is a problem solver. Big, big, big problem solver. He's seen every defense imaginable. He's made a million big shots before. He's dealt with pressure before. I don't know what his international record is. He's, I'm he's sure it's very good. I'm pretty sure. He's got some gold medal, yeah. Um, so they're my backcourt. I've got uh, uh, two elite pa- – Curry's such a better pass than people realize, and obviously this the shooter. Harden shot 38-plus percent last year from three, and this shot's closer. So he's a 40%-plus. And, and primary ball handlers, right? They can do everything. You can't post Harden, so we can mm-hmm. switch them all you want. Um, and then I've got my forwards are Braun and KD. And I'm just going to throw in AD at my center spot. So that that alone, you, you have to remember we are America. <laughs> so when you're facing opponents and they've got to see Steph, Harden, Braun, KD, and a AD. Problems. A lot of problem solving right there. I mean, that's just, yeah, you're a little bit tight against those guys. Um, and so, and Braun, you know, we're, we're talking about elite Holy passer. We got her shooting. We got her scoring. And with KD and LeBron and AD. Too much length and size. Uh, we got, we mm-hmm. got the defensive stuff. Yeah. I think, and then my, uh, so do you have a starting five or do you, do you just uh, list I list 10, 10 but I, I'll, I'll give you a five. Um, so like you, okay. but I went Steph, Dame, just because I'm like, that just gives us so much freaking shooting. Like, shooting. so that now stretches the yeah. defense out so far, which now means behind them, AD, KD, and Bron going nuts back there. I don't care what. So you got the same three, four, five. Going That's crazy funny. back there. So you so so you have Dame yes, over Harden. Not, I get it. Harden is, uh, Harden's on my team. He's in the second five. <laughs> so and Dame's on my Dame. second five. So my 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 second five is Dame and Kyrie. Yeah. I don't know if you Kyrie's put there. Kyrie in. Um he's a he's a magical player and a te- teammates mm-hmm. normally love him. These guys will all love him for sure. Uh problem solver, absolutely. So is Dame. And then I go with um, – I really like my forwards on the second group of uh, Tatum and Jimmy Butler. I like it. I like Winners, it. D, D, both guys, high-level defenders. Tatum gives us the third shooter. I don't even need shooting in my four and five, but we know Butler can shoot. Uh, but we need a role player uh, on that group, and he, he'd be, I think Butler would do that. And then my, my, my backup center yes. is Triple J. <laughs> See, Dave, David and I yeah. are so in sync basketball-wise. I mean, that's my second five. I'm just a switch. With 
He's our best Correct. defensive player, and he, he can shoot threes at 35 threes right. from the NBA range, probably 38 to 40, their national range. Um, and we can play him with AD sure, if we sure really can. wanted to. If we just wanted to get sure huge, we could, go, we could go Triple J, AD, KD, and Braun with Good Curry. Luck. And just Good be luck enormous. getting shots at the rim against that group. <laughs> yeah, Braun is still able to really move. And in these events where you're not playing back-to-back, you got time to recover. Uh, I didn't put Kawhi in because he just hasn't yeah, played enough. Yeah, so I'm just – I mean, he, he would be he's, a top he's, 10 he's player. He's on my thing with a star because he hasn't played a ton, but I'm like, he's got to be on here. Now, here's the interesting thing. I mean, it's incredible. From this current team, you mentioned Triple J. The other person I have who could potentially make Paris in 2024 because let's also – so for David and I, when we did this, we're assuming all these guys are healthy, but everyone we mentioned has significant injury history and are old. So – Let's assume that, I don't know, well, Braun's not playing Olympics anymore, so that's done. By the way, Harden won Olympics in 2012 and World Championship gold in 2014. Um, yeah. Halliburton, I think, can definitely make a case to be on the 2024 team, for sure. He'd be on my team. Yeah. I just wouldn't yeah. be my top 10. What do we carry, 12? Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, I, I would have him just as the, as the, as yeah. the passer. Um, yeah, I really like And Edwards probably, mm-hmm. too, as a mm-hmm. score. So he'd make it up. Henry yeah. mentioned someone who I think would be interesting to make it, too. Uh, Mikel Bridges, the perfect player to play next to star guys. Oh, you want me to go run around, set screens, and flare out and play? De- yeah. Yep, no problem. Like that, you need that. Yeah, no, he's he's a good fit. Too. And then looking, yeah, yeah. and knows looking, how to play a role. Devin Booker, well, we I, left I'm, off. I'm getting to that now. Looking down the line for 2028, and again, even 2024, because all the guys I mentioned are not going to play in the Olympics. Like Braun, AD, KD, Steph, all, all they're not. Kyrie, like they're just not. Right. Um. So Braun, I, I so Donovan yes, Mitchell, here we go. Devin so we got Booker. Booker, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You got what are we doing with Zion and John Morant? I don't know there, but they're out there somewhere floating in the ether. Um, did you see? Have you seen I a picture of Zion recently? Is that is that an accurate? You know, nowadays, David, I never want to say anything for sure, given the internet, but it seems he looked he looked really yeah. huge, right? No, but not, not that. Like chiseled. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll listen. Yeah. None of that that's, matters that's until scary. October, whatever, rolls around, and then we get to December and January and he's still playing. Then we can talk. But for now, whatever. And then you have that next tier, right, of like the uh, Desmond Bain, like that next grouping, right, who are – these are 97th percentile guys. EPM Desmond Bain is a 41% three-point shooter. Michael Porter Jr., although if I'm him, I'm like, look, it'd be nice to play for my country, but with my back injury history, I should probably take the summer yeah. off and not play basketball. But we have so so again, yeah, this is about place. our depth. I think we have so much to look forward to in the future. And I think for 2024, the right mix to me, and this is what the women's national team I thought suffered from soccer suffered from this year. You need that right mix of the established people, but also that that middle and that youth, right? A blend. And it's hard because it's voluntary. You can't make people go. They don't want to come, they don't want to come, right? So it's a it's a very like it's a tough thing. But I think if we have that nice mix of this guy's won three gold medals already. This guy's been on the last two World Cup teams. He's not ready to start for this one, right? It's if we have that nice blend, I think that's the that's the ideal way to do it. I know that's how Steve and Grant want to do it, but it's hard to get that kind of that kind of ideal balance. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if we sacrifice world championships and just focus on Olympics or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I don't really care which one. Play the young guys uh mm-hmm. in the first one. So it's a four, it's a bit that's mm-hmm. a three-year commitment. The year before the Olympics, or the Olympic World Cup, then the World Cup, then a year off in the Olympics. That that little four year stretch is, and, and that let them lose the first round if they do. The next time around, they'll yeah. be more experienced. Um, 
but none of it. I mean, I'm not nationalism, no, not a big deal to me. So I don't really care. And, and yeah, I watch the game. There's nothing and else on. To be fair, guys, like the FIBA experience matters. Like this is a different game than the NBA. Like I know it's basketball, but rules are different. Like every, it's just different, and you have to kind of get yourself adjusted to it. And a lot of these guys don't have a ton. They did when they were younger. Most of them played on the U U twenty team and U eighteen teams and all that. Um, but it's a big it's a big reason why they get picked now. The team USA likes to mm-hmm. take guys that have shown their willingness to spend mm-hmm. some summers with us. With, with and the it's team, huge, yeah. so I think it'll be good. But uh, it'll be exciting to see what the future um, of Team USA looks like uh, as as we move forward. All right, David, you have been watching Quarterback, the Netflix series, and I think you finished it, and you love it because I did. I, I'm going to tell everybody. Patrick Mahomes is David's new favorite athlete besides Max Thorpe and people that he coaches, you know. But <laughs> his new favorite athlete in terms of leadership, and everyone knows for David, leadership is so important. It's breathing spirit into the hearts and minds of others. And, yes, Mahomes is elite yep. at football, clearly. Just watch him play. He's so He is probably the most talented thrower of the football I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, is he going to win as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady? I don't know, but that don't matter. Talent, oozing with talent. But – that's not even what David loves yeah. the most. It's how he inspires his teammates. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, who knows way more football than I do, he said to him, because uh, yeah, he was mic'd up, uh, Patrick was actually won the second Super Bowl. The quarterbacks, the last episode featured the Super Bowl, and Jimmy Johnson said, you're the most talented player I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I get it. He's just magical. He really is. But, yeah, it's that – it's what he does when he's not playing football that's so amazing. First of all, his work ethic is well, have to be, to be that good. <laughs> um, it's incredible. that, that what, they, what they do to their bodies to get prepared for games is incredible. The NBA can't do it because we played so many games. And then um, he just never stops. He's always just talking to his team, always getting them ready, always connecting with them. You, the, you can't play next to him and, and not feel a part of his journey because he's just, he's just ever-present, always there, always there, always there. And um, I, I, I've really enjoyed this series. I don't really care so much about Mariota and, and Kirk Cousins. I, the Kirk Cousins stuff, uh, to me, was he's a very hard, tough guy. What, what you have to go through a quarterback is impossible. But, um, <laughs> nah, you know, he's, he's no Patrick Mahomes, which he knows. No he knows he's no Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he's a one-on-one. Yeah, Mahomes is – it's easy to root for a guy like that that's super humble, uh, where puts, his, puts his work in, but so loving to his team all the time. Uh, and just so much energy. I just, I can't stress that enough, the value. I asked all my NBA guys that I helped to watch the show, and I had my son watch it. He watched the whole thing, too, before I did. Because if you want to be a leader, this is what it looks like, whether you're a player or not, separate. This is what leadership looks like on, on the field. And I think, you know, it's interesting because in the doc, you're like, if the NBA did a show like quarterbacks, what position should we feature? And it's so interesting because in football, the quarterback is the leader just by default. Because they have the ball all the time. They're always touching it. They're the one getting everybody set. All right, here's the plays, what we're running. Like, everything has to get run through them. It used to be like that in the NBA, that the point guard was that guy. But that ain't the case anymore. Whoever your primary ball handler is, that's who's getting whatever. And that could be LeBron James. That could be Kawhi Leonard. That could be Kevin Durant. Like, it, it's a Steph Curry. It's a variety of different types of people. On the 76ers, they, well, they're a whole separate issue right now for many other reasons. But Joel Embiid would say he's the leader of that team, right? So it's – it's. I don't know if you could do a position in the NBA because it'd be like you might get some duds, right? Or unless you pick like three people who you know this is going to be good, right? So if you do point guards, you do Chris Paul, right? Chris Paul stuff would be pretty interesting, right? You're the little general running around barking at people all day. That would be hilarious. I would watch that because Chris is hilarious. Um, 
you you get a young guy. So you get like Tyrese Halliburton, who we like a lot. Um, and we get Anthony Edwards, not a point guard, but you know, young lead guard guy for for his team in in Minnesota. That might be interesting. They they framed the series. Uh, Peyton Manning was on the original the first episode. Saying it's the hardest position in sports. I don't know what's the hardest position in sports. It's very I'm hard. sure it's a very hard <laughs> position. Uh, the, to me, the hardest position yes. in the NBA is center. So I want I want to do centers. I want them to do, uh, you know, bam, you know, do a do a superstar, right. Jokic, yeah, Embiid, uh, do do a, right. a Marcus Mariota right. version, like Cousins version, you know, and then and and then yeah, yeah, Stephen yeah, Adams yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I just think that there's such a challenge to this game for them. Uh, the way the game has changed, it's probably affected the center position most. They have to guard so much more space. They're asked to do more things offensively mm-hmm. too frequently. Yeah, I'd love to see that. It won't happen because they're playing it. two games. Jokic, two games. Wemby, and Triple J. Wemby's not even playing center. Nope. All right. And he wasn't playing center for his team. Walker Kessler. Triple J. Yeah, very good. Love to see Walker Kessler. He's got a lot of upside. So you got the, yeah. You got the rookie? I, I just, or young guys? Anyone who's, yeah, and I, I'd want to see drop mm-hmm. coverage guys. What the, the show didn't do as much X and O as I hoped for, but they did play. And uh, I know enough to be able to catch some of it because um, I played the position and, and, uh, and used to study the game pretty closely a long time ago. So um, I wanted to see more. But, yeah, I'd like to see the average fan in the NBA doesn't understand just how challenged it is to play center and drop coverage or have to switch against these guys. And um, it'd be fun yeah. to be able to witness it, like, you know, in, in an episode. So the episodes, way you'd have yeah. to do yeah. it would be, we couldn't, because regular season's too long, you have to do it playoffs. Because that's why that's you have breaks in between, right? And it's like, oh, we're switching up. Playoffs would have to do it. Regular season, nobody's got, it, it's not going to work. Playoffs is when you do it. Now, problem is, one of those dudes is probably not making the playoffs. So you'd have to find someone who's in a playoff team and, you know, going right. that way. But yeah, right. have to be playoffs because right. that's the only way you have breaks. And yeah, yeah, no. It'd be cool. Listen, I'm It'd sure cool. the NBA is thinking, of, at least I hope they are, are thinking of ideas oh, and, I'm and no ways doubt to, to, yeah. to really push the game forward. All right, guys, uh, we will be back on Thursday. Have a good day.